We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Shoot the Shot, an NBA and variety show. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, how are we doing tonight? We're good. We're in the, the month of November here now. Um, we've been having some good NBA games. Last night was a really fun uh, Hornets and Warriors game. Uh, it just a lot of fun to see um, Miles Bridges, who is becoming one of my favorite players, um, slowly but surely, actually not even slowly but surely, he's quickly becoming one of the NBA players to watch just because of the jump he's made and some of the plays that he makes, man, uh, it is it is ridiculous to see like the jump that Miles Bridges truly has made. And last night was uh, nothing short of it. And Jordan Poole. So it was like the night of the emerging stars last night. Yeah, I think um, Jordan Poole hasn't got off to as hot of a start. Like a lot of people had him pegged as like a most improved candidate. So far on the year, 16.4 points a game, so second leading score for the the Warriors, uh, but just shooting 30%, you know, from the three point line. So um, we're going to talk a little bit here in you know some problems that guys around the league are having shooting the basketball, Luke, um, yeah. and what that might be attributed to. Um, but first, um, I'm glad that you brought up the Warriors because that's really where we're going to start tonight. Uh, we're going to start to talk about um, the Golden State Warriors and just kind of the you know the start that they've gotten off to uh, start the season before the season you know we had an episode where we talked about like our what we thought were the most interesting storylines um, you know heading into the regular season and for me one of them was the Golden State Warriors I thought a lot of people were sleeping on the Warriors now they're sitting at six and one Luke uh, mm-hmm. and the most impressive thing to me is that the, they're doing it with their defense um, number one defensive rating in the entire league uh, they're sitting at 16th in offensive rating. So they're really doing this on the defensive side of things. Still no Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. Those guys have barely played. Um, you know, Jonathan Kaminga has been getting healthy. I think he's starting you know, to have a, a few appearances. But uh, Moses Moody, I think, was sent down to their G League affiliate, maybe just to kind of keep him in rhythm. But if he's able to contribute at a high level the way that you and I thought that he was, you know, going into the draft, we were ready to take him at five to the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah. But yeah, he Luke, played what last have you night of the Warriors on, so far. Yeah, Moody played just as a sidebar. Played last night. Uh, I think they're kind of just sending him back and forth as they please. He played only two minutes, um, oh for one, um, you know, one rebound, one assist. So, but but the problem is, you know, I when Moses Moody got drafted and Kaminga got drafted by the Warriors, I was like. 
that what a great situation for them to be in. But the more you look at it, man, I'm, I don't know that it's that great of a situation. I mean, we thought that it was just kind of a plug and play, right? You just put Moody on the court, let him knock down open threes. That's that. Let Kuminga just continue to to, to uh, develop. They've got a lot of young guys that he can develop alongside guys like Jordan Poole. Um, and you got guys like Andrew Wiggins who aren't that old either. And Toscano Anderson isn't terrible. Um, he's playing less than he did last year just because they've got more depth this year. But yeah, I mean, as far as the Warriors go, you mentioned, you know, obviously their defense is, is what has stood out so far this year. They are, I saw somewhere that they are, are, are fifth and, you know, creating wide open threes. Now they're not hitting them at a crazy clip or anything like that necessarily, but um, they, their offense is just so fluid. They have these just um, just things that are in their offense, staples of their offense, I guess you could say. They know what they're doing. They they love to um, to get the ball in the post, and then you know they set you know back you know set set off ball screens and get obviously Curry open. Obviously, Curry is a big reason that that the Warriors are who they are. Right? I mean, they've he's created the dynasty basically alongside Kerr and Thompson and Draymond Green, but. Curry's ability off ball really has helped them offensively as well um, as it always has. But but you kind of get to watching him. If you just focus on Steph Curry throughout an offensive possession, it's stupid. Just the way that he thinks on the fly. There's times where you can tell that they're setting a backdoor screen for him. He's supposed to curl off of it and come up top and catch the ball and shoot a three. He reads the defense and he knows, okay, I, I can't do that. That's not open. I'm going to cut backdoor. And then they, he right. still gets fed the ball. So, like, he is Wide just always – Yeah, he's not obviously just the greatest shooter of all time. He's he's one of the best players off ball that I've ever seen. And he's just everywhere. His IQ is through the roof, obviously. Nothing new, right, with Steph Curry, but I think that the kind of emergence of Jordan Poole, yeah, he's not necessarily, you know, averaging 20 a game, but he's averaging 16, and just wait till he starts hitting his three-pointers this year once he gets used to the things that we're going to talk about later, which, spoiler alert, it has to do with the new ball. Um, once he gets used to that and kind of gets into rhythm, I mean, the Warriors are only going to get scarier. They get clay back. They, these guys are going to get used to the ball, if you believe in that or not. They're going to get used to the ball. They're going to start shooting the three ball to a high clip. They're getting open for open threes because of the design of their offensive plays. Uh, the Warriors have really nothing to worry about at all, obviously, sitting at you know at 6-1 and one without Clay Thompson back. So Clay Thompson in full uniform warming up the other day, which I love. Clay Thompson's a weirdo, and I love it. Um, and I, I really am excited to see him kind of get back and see where he is because he hasn't played in what two seasons. Yeah. So I mean that this this Warriors team is going to be just a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I mean, really, they they are shooting the ball pretty well. They're third in the league. Um, uh, yeah, fourth in the league in three point uh, percentage on the year. They're first in makes. Uh, they're also doing a great job. Uh, rebounding the ball, one of the best rebounding teams in the league, first in the league, um, no, fourth in the league. I don't know what the heck I'm looking at here. Uh, and then um, their assist percentage, number one in the league, which doesn't really surprise you with the Golden no. State Warriors. You know, you talked no. about the offensive schemes and the system that Steve Kerr has put in place there. And Steph Curry might be, he, he's just one of the, obviously one of the best offensive players that we've ever seen. But in terms of moving without the basketball, he really might be the best player of all time yeah. just because you have to respect every facet of the game. 
he's running you know off screens or pin downs you've got to worry about the three if you're yeah. playing too high up on him he's going to burn right past you if he reads it and suspects that you're cheating he's going to cut back door and have a wide open layup right and he's you know right up there with Kyrie in terms of the best below the rim finishers that we've ever seen when clay comes back if clay is healthy and clay is you know still capable of being game six clay you have to put the Warriors in conversation to be contenders. I, I don't really think that's a hot take. I don't think that's debatable. They've been one of the best teams in the league thus far. Um, you know, Steph isn't even shooting, you know, his normal 40% from three. Jordan Poole's gotten off to a rough start. And then, they're again, they're going to get a guy in Clay Thompson who's, you know, should be one of the 75 best players of all time, future Hall of Famer, all that good stuff. You want to give him all the accolades, that's fine with me. Uh, the Warriors are, are just going to continue to get better. And there's a guy that we haven't even mentioned yet, James Wiseman, you know, mm-hmm. who was you know, um, you know, number two in the draft last year. So that guy comes back. I mean, right now, you know, you're seeing a lot of Kavon Looney there. Um, but James Wiseman comes back, probably plug him into the starting lineup. And if he's able to look, you know, better than he did last year, um, yeah, the Warriors are gonna be really, mm-hmm. really good. And I think if the Warriors are healthy, I like them over any team in the West. Uh, you know, LeBron, he's had like the ankle issue and now like the abdomen issue that we're seeing. Yeah. Who knows what's really going on there? Is he really hurt? Is he just trying to get rest? Who knows? Obviously, you know, they're going to need time to gel. Russ and Anthony Davis, LeBron, Melo, like they haven't really all been on the same page so far. Um, and outside of those two teams, I just don't know what team in the, the West is, is going to beat either of those teams. I like that for the Western Conference Finals matchup. And right now, if you're telling me Clay comes back and is 80, 85% of what we're accustomed to, I'm taking the Warriors. Yeah. 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 And they, and they I mean, coming up, Jonathan, they've, they've got an easy schedule coming up. They've got the one and eight Pelicans, the one and six Rockets, the four and four Hawks, who that's obviously, you know, going could be a closer game. Uh, three and four Timberwolves, who I think are better than their record shows. Um, they've got the Bulls, and then they've got the Hornets again, and then they go in to play the Nets. So, like, their schedule coming up is is not that hard. I mean, like I said, you got the Hawks and the T-Wolves who are better than their record suggests, and you've got the Bulls, who the Bulls are still trying to figure themselves out. So the Warriors really could be, even in the amount of six, seven games, they could maybe pick up one, two losses by then. At that point, you're looking at yourself being like, you know, twelve and one, or I mean, twelve and twelve and two, you know, eleven and three, something like that. The Warriors have a chance to really get off to a blazing start with, like you said, like we've said, the guys like Clay Thompson and James Wiseman still waiting in the wings, trying to get back on the court. Well, the Bulls, are, you know, really one of the surprise teams of the year. We all knew that they were going to be improved, but right now, you know, they're sitting at six and two. Um, you know, barely lost the other night right now. They're fifth in the league in defensive rating. So another team that is just really getting it done, you know, on that end of the floor in terms of you know, offensive rating, they're sitting at nine. So um, offensive, defensive rating, top 10. I, I really think the Bulls are legit. Um, I wouldn't call them contenders, but um, by no means do I think that's just going to be a, you know, we can't just chalk that up as a win. Uh, for Golden State, but like you mentioned, like New Orleans, Houston, you can count those as wins. Minnesota, probably like they've had a you know somewhat favorable schedule, um, you know, to get started here playing Oklahoma City twice, um, you know, playing you know Sacramento and now the Pelicans, Rockets. So you know 
reasonable, um, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, reasonable schedule for them to, to get started here. But, um, I think that team is just going to get better and better. Um, now let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this ball, Luke. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so as far as this this change goes, Jonathan, I don't know really how familiar you've been in keeping up with it or anything, but... They've got a new, ba- you know, a new ball that they're using, a new basketball they're using in the NBA right now, that has really kind of changed, altered some numbers here to start. I mean, you you've got guys that are having notice- noticeably slow starts. One of them being Damian Lillard, right? I mean, one of your favorite players, if not your favorite non-Magic player, um, and Damian Lillard. You got Jordan Clarkson, Sixth Man of the Year, having a very slow start in terms of percentages. These guys are having, you know, and Paul George spoke on it, right? I mean, Paul George said, uh, you know, he was asked about it, and he said, not to make an excuse or anything, it's just a different ball. Uh, it doesn't have the same touch or softness as a Spalding ball that had. Um, you'll see this year there's going to be a lot of bad misses. In this article from Sporting News, they linked a terrible miss by LaMelo Ball and said, like, on any given night, you're going to be seeing shots like this. And it's true. I mean, these, the the, percent, the percentages are down. The misses are terrible. Um, what do, what do you think uh, about the whole the the change of the ball? Do you think that it actually is making a, a big difference? Or what's... well, so so just a little bit of background. So the change in the ball. Um, basically, the NBA ended their you know forever long partnership with mm-hmm. Spalding this past off season. Now they've gone with Wilson. Right now, my understanding coming into the season was that 
uh, Wilson was using like the same type of leather mm-hmm. uh, that was in the the Spalding balls. But like you mentioned, um, you know, Paul George mentioned that it's just it has a different touch. It's not the same uh, touch, different softness. Um, it just feels different. So we saw this, Luke, um, back in the 2006 season mm. um, where the NBA went from the traditional you know, basketball um, to what they called the Spalding Cross Traction, which if you remember, it was this weird like kind of like cross pattern on the ball, and it was made out of like a microfiber material. And players, um, I remember Steve Nash talking about the ball and how um, he was getting like little like um, like abrasions all over the palms of his hands. Like they were getting small cuts all yeah. over their hands from dealing with this basketball. And uh, Shaq talked about it. He said the ball was terrible. Um, there was like different grip on it. So when the ball got wet, uh, you would see more misses, more turnovers, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, but actually, you know, you mentioned that the, um, you know, the shooting around the league uh, is down. So this season, the league average right now is 34.3% from the three-point line. Luke, if that continued, that would be the lowest that we've seen since the 98-99 season uh, where teams shot, um, I just had this here, 33.9% from the three-point line. So we're looking at 22 years now. Um, you know, the league averages have just been steadily increasing last year. Uh, they shot 36.7% from the three point line, which was the highest in history. And now we're seeing the lowest in 22 years. So as much as people like to meme and, and, you know, make fun of Paul George for, you know, hitting the backboard, (laughs) the side of the backboard in a, you know, crucial Mm -hmm. playoff game. Um, and we've, we have seen that a couple of times, not out of Paul George, but I've seen that a couple of times from other guys, terrible misses like you alluded to. But I do think there is something to the the change in the ball. Now, what I will say is, for some guys, I'm I'm not really buying it. Like you know, guys like Seth Curry, he's still shooting 53% on on the year from the three point line. One of the you know the best players, you know, best three point shooters, um, arguably of all time. I think when it's said and done, he's got the the genetics, obviously, uh, with the uh, with the the big bro there, but. Um, I was thinking about it like a guy, you know, Jalen Suggs that we watch on a nightly basis. It felt like in the summer league, he shot the ball much better. And now he's, you know, I think he's shooting around like 20 something percent from the three point line right now. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder, did they switch this ball out in summer league? You know, was it Wilson already or was it still Spalding? It was the Wilson ball, uh, at the time of summer league. So unfortunately for Jalen, we can't really use that excuse, um, but it has been interesting, um, you know, to hear guys, uh, you know, complain about the ball and CJ McCollum said, he's going to speak with some players this week, get some feedback. And then, you know, he's, uh, you know, he has a lot to do with the players association now. So, well, uh, these, you know, these he'll go college, back to the players association with, with his feedback. I mean, and these call it these new players, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, they, the college ball uh, official partner is Wilson. So, I wonder what the diff, what they think about the ball themselves. Like I would like to ask them, right? Like, what do you guys think in terms of the ball that you guys used in college? Like, what's what's the biggest difference like for you guys? Because Wilson, like I said, is the partner in college. That, that is the official basketball fan in college. So, and it does, you know, Jonathan. I don't know if you've ever, um, you know, in pickup in pickup basketball that you've used. Like, you know, everybody comes to the to the gym. There's a ball that everybody uses every time, you know, this guy's got the best one or this gym's got yeah. the best one. And then all of a sudden you come and that guy doesn't show up with that ball or that ball. You can't find it in the gym. It's 
it's a little bit devastating if I'm if I'm being real, right? Because you're using you're like I don't know what ball we're going to use, and then you use a ball and you shoot terrible, and you're like it's the ball's fault, right. not even batting an eye. It's the ball's fault. I'm not used to that ball. And these are guys that this is their job. They have used the same basketball, like you know guys like LeBron, PG, you know Dame. They've used the ball for their whole career, and then all of a sudden they're switching it up, and they use this ball every day. If you and I can get attached to a basketball playing pickup, I'm sure that these guys playing with the same basketball every day of their lives for 15, 16, 17, 18 years. I'm sure that that you know there is something to get used to there. I don't think that it's definitely without warrant that like you know that there's a a, a dip in three point shooting. I think that it'll pick up as they get used to it, as they you know adapt. But also, I think there's great merit to this ball actually having a huge effect on their game. Well. I just think, you know, Adam Silver didn't learn the lesson of his predecessor, David Stern. If I'm running the NBA in any capacity, anytime I think about changing the ball, I'm going to think back to 2006 and like, oh, how did that go? <laughs> you know, it is a complete disaster. Maybe we won't do that again. And like Spalding is just synonymous with the NBA. Like Spalding has always been the ball. I don't know the particulars that went behind the right. deal. Usually these things are, you know, monetary differences. Um but it's just kind of weird that it seems like for the second you know time in the past you know 15 years when they've gone to make updates to this ball, it doesn't seem like they got a lot of you know um, feedback from the players ahead of time before yeah, they made do, this change. Do you think that they know they have an NBPA? They have a players association. Do you think they well, know that? My thing is just like you couldn't have got like four or five hundred of these balls and like <laughs> issued one to every guy and be like, hey, work out with this this summer, right. so that come training camp. Yeah. You're acclimated to the ball, and at that point, you kind of have a you know less of an excuse. You're working out with it once, twice a day for two and a half months. You're you're going to get used to any ball. I don't care if it's the you know, uh, by Dan, uh, <laughs> the the crappy rubber ball that you buy from Walmart. Terrible. You know what I mean? After a while, you're going to be able to slang that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you play with it enough, but of course, I've been in pickup. How, how dare you? question that. don't even i knew it as i was saying it that you were like, going to to take offense who, who says that though i don't know if you've ever played pickup no i meant the whole situation with of the course ball. every kid in america has oh, gone through that scenario everybody gosh. has right, i'm just bro. busting your chops yeah i know but no Nothing i new. uh i i don't know what they what what do they do like with spalding in 2006 it was very easy to say give us the same ball right you can't i'm sure they have a contract with wilson you can't just say all right we're done here Right, like it, Wilson is going to try to engineer a new ball and implement <laughs> that in the middle of the season. It could go even worse than this. So right. I just don't know what the answer is. I think these guys are just going to the league's going to say, "Sorry, it is what it is. You got to you're going to have to get used to the ball." I mean, you know, sh- three point shooting percentage is down. I mean, the Magic are shooting the ball pretty well right now, so I haven't noticed it that much. But I don't think the product is suffering. Maybe it's because they used to be bad at it. And now with a new ball, like they just, just needed on, a change. Just below average. They just maybe. needed a change, you know? Maybe that's the case, but I don't think it's hurting the product. The games have been great. Yeah. Um, there have been some bad misses, but there's bad misses in every game. You know, they're, they're few and far between, and, you know, the games, you know, for the most part have been really competitive. We've got great storylines this year. I, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I, I do think the NBA just, I mean, just has to ride it out. What do you think happens? Yeah, I mean, I, that's all it is, man. I mean, you 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 put pen to paper. Like they had long and hard to think about this. This was a big, big change. 
like this was a monumental change in terms of like partnerships and relationships, right? I mean, the NBA's had that one with Spalding for so freaking long that there's no way that they didn't go through a lot of meetings about a basketball. They absolutely did. And and I think that this is just one they're going to ride out. They knew it was possible. There's no way they didn't think about this not, not being a possibility. And now I think they're just going to say, you know, they're going to get used to just like, you know, our players way back when got used to Spalding. Like this is just this is what it is. Money probably talks. Who knows really what what went into that? Uh, I think that they just ride it out, and this becomes you know the NBA ball for a very long time. Yeah, the the change from Spalding to Wilson is at this point it's kind of like if they changed like the the sponsor of the G League from like Gatorade to Body Armor, right. they made it the B League or something like yeah. that. Like things just become so synonymous. It used to be the D League, right? Some people and, still call it that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like you just you, it always has to be Gatorade from now on, doesn't right. it? Like that's uh, yeah. kind of how it feels. So they'll figure it out until the, someone the comes along with money. Watch. Hey, Kobe in, invested in in body armor and made a, a heavy chunk of change off of that. God yeah. bless his soul. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, man. All right, Luke. Let's talk about something that is not as fun. So a few weeks ago, I believe it was Jordan Schultz. Um, you know, he tweeted out that there was a, an article, I think he referenced ESPN in his report that, uh, there was an article that was on its way, um, about son's owner, Robert Sarver, mm-hmm. kind of outlining a long history of, um, you know, misogyny, sexism, racism, just, you know, abuse in the workplace, like every bad thing that you can think of almost, um, to be happening within an NBA organization, um, it's basically what Robert Sarver is being accused of. If you guys haven't had the opportunity to read the article, I'm not even going to lie. I was not able to finish the entire article today. It was released today. Yeah. It's about 50 pages long, it seems like. And it's just report after report after report mm-hmm. of you know racism towards you know head coaches. Robert Sarver, you know, repeatedly using the N word, um, you know, females not feeling safe in the workplace, Mm -hmm. feeling, you know, sexually harassed him, uh, you know, showing, um, you know, staff members, uh, pictures of his wife in, in in bikinis and, um, detailing their, you know, intimate, Mm -hmm. uh, relationship I guess that's the best way to say that. Um, it's just, it's, it's really a, a terrible look. Uh, for the Phoenix Suns organization, it's a black eye for the NBA. Um, you know, we don't have to go into all the particulars here, Luke, but there's there's no room for that in the NBA, and I don't think there's any room um, for someone like that to own an NBA team. What do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, end of the day, like no matter where you stand, like this dude is just a stereotypical rich white dude that owns an NBA team. Like that, that, that it, it screams that to me because unfortunately when I think, I don't think that's the stereotype of NBA owners. Okay. I'll, but I'll are you, are you like, there. okay, sure. But, um, I mean, there, there's been bad apples, right? I mean, there's, so there maybe have. stereotypical isn't, isn't bad, but, uh, but, um, despite how terrible these things are, it wasn't like, they didn't like shock me to the point where like I was speechless. Right. I read right. it and I was like, this is just a racist, a racist dude. Like this is a racist dude who thinks that he's better than everybody else. They, I mean, like this, this pissed me off, right? I mean, this is something that, that that should, if you've got an issue with all those things. I mean, he asked a, a female worker, like, "Do I own you?" 
when talking when, yep. when talking about like does she work for him he just like is just one of those really entitled people and 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 unfortunately he has had a ton of success and has gotten to the point where he feels invincible i'm sure you don't walk into a room and say the things that he said and get away with what you get away with if you're not that way um and, and so yeah i mean that stuff makes me sick to to read that like someone could treat another person that way not to mention like how many times they said that there were 70 plus former and current employees that vouched and also said one like in in a son's executive i don't know if it was past or present said nothing you tell me a story you tell me about robert sarver nothing will surprise me it was a past uh Vice, uh, vice president, I believe it was. Yeah, he said nothing. Nothing will, you know, would would surprise me what you tell me about a story about Robert Sarver. So, um, I hope that you know now that the NBA has launched this full investigation into everything to do with him, I hope they find out a lot of things, and I hope that he is, you know, suffers mightily from it. Um, I, I I think that there's obviously no place for that, um, and it really is very sad. Well, I think the um not the worst part of this because the people that were victimized, you know, is really the worst part of this. But a horrible factor of this is the worst that he's going to get is forced to sell a team in which he's going to profit billions of dollars. from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's as far as this is going to go. You know right. what I mean? At least, you know what it seems, you know, the, um, the investigation is going to uncover, you know, really everything, you know? So, um, I don't know. I'm hoping that nothing worse than what we saw in this article has happened. I mean, as bad as all of that is, um, you know, but, but who knows if something crazy goes out, maybe this guy ends up in jail. I highly doubt that, but right. we don't, we don't know yet is, is what I'm saying. But more than likely the worst thing that's going to happen to him, he's, he's going to pocket a few billion dollars and he's going to lose, you know, his, his NBA team and the power that he has over, you know, a lot of these people, which in it's, you know, in itself is a good thing to get him out of the league. But a guy like that is still going to, you know, profit a few billion dollars is is, uh, is pretty crazy but yeah one of the craziest things to me um was you know we had Corliss Williamson here in Orlando when Frank Vogel was here um so obviously you know we we take him at his word and he said that uh there was a game where um DeAndre Ayton his rookie year didn't record a block or a foul during the game and Robert Sarver came into the locker room after the game slammed the stat sheet in front of Corliss Williamson and, and, you know, continue to like berate the coaching staff. And like, there's just other, there's so many stories in that article. It just, go, it really goes on. It, it does not end. Um, but just, you know, countless instances of him, you know, um, interjecting himself into like the basketball operation side of things. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, I mean, we went through this, what was that 2014? Was it with Donald Sterling? And, you know, they, they got him, you know, up out of the league. Um, I remember at the time, you know, the Sterling, when the Donald Sterling tapes were released, um, it, it seemed kind of really shocking to the public at that time, but people in the NBA were like, no, we, we've all known about this forever. And now you're kind of getting the same vibe with Robert Sarver that people have known this for a long time. I don't know how this still happens in 2021 where people know that an owner is like this and it's not until it goes public that it really becomes a problem. Right. And, and at the end of the day, man, like I, obviously we don't want to spend too much time on it because it is just hard, hard to talk about too. Like 
Yeah, I what also breaks my heart is is his kids. Like he's got three kids, and I I believe they're adults now. But like you know, even if they're my age, a little bit older, whatever it might be, I mean that stuff is like that. That's so sad to to think about. Like their their kids probably the first time that they really hear about this in an article or whatever is is going to be in an article, right? Like that could have been the first time that they really heard about it. They've probably heard know. rumors. You, you know your dad. That's all. That's you know who your dad is. Maybe like in in some ways, sure. I'm, I'm sure this like out with it to where you're. I'm doing things in conference meetings and things like that. I think they might have had a hint somewhere around the. Yeah, a, I mean, and 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 it probably came with like their his dad being way too weird when he had a few drinks at Thanksgiving or Christmas, talking about he and his wife and you know what you they mean, do. Their mom. Yeah, I don't so, know. I don't even know if he's married to their their mother, but yeah. So just, uh, just I mean, really it's really disgusting. It's, it's it's gross, and it, it stinks that like there are there are some people who are finding out or like it's becoming reality for them, and things are becoming fact um, that they're actually gonna have to come to terms with now, whether they knew it or not. I mean, it 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 sucks. Yeah, for sure. Well, league's gonna take care of him, and uh, you know he'll get kind of what he deserves. Not. F- Fully, but um, right, yeah. There's just no place for that in our league, guys. So, um, all right, Luke, we're gonna switch gears here. This is, it feels kind of weird to go from that <laughs> to we're gonna talk about gambling, but um, that's what we're gonna do because that's what we, uh, you know, we do that every week on the show here. So, um, yeah, let's talk about you know some of our, um, you know, what you've got going on uh, with your college bets, and then we'll talk uh, some NFL. Yeah. So. As as far as uh, college goes here, Jonathan, um, let's see. Last week, um, I was one and one, so now I'm eleven seven two. Um, I had Georgia minus fourteen against Florida. Uh, that came true. Um, I never really had to sweat it. So there's that. Uh, Iowa Wisconsin, I did over thirty six and a half because was the lowest over under the year. But Vegas always knows. I think 34 points is what they combined for. It was like 27 to seven or something like that. Um, so yeah. And then um, for this week, I've got uh, Nebraska plus 14 and a half. They're playing against Ohio state um, this week. It is, um, you know, could be something that Ohio state kind of sleepwalks into. The reason I'm going with Nebraska plus 14 and a half is because they've kept every game close that they've lost. They've lost to Purdue by five, Minnesota by seven, seventh-ranked Michigan by three, third-ranked Michigan State by three, eighth-ranked Oklahoma by seven, and Illinois at the beginning of the season, they lost by eight, which they shouldn't have lost that game. Um, so that being said, I think Nebraska plus 14.5. I think they play up to their competition. Um, Ohio State had that loss earlier in the year to Oregon. Wasn't a bad loss whatsoever. Oregon a top-five team right now. But they are beatable. Uh, I think that Nebraska loses this game, but I think that they can keep it within probably 10. So plus 14 and a half is a no brainer for me. Uh, Miami minus 10 and a half against Georgia tech. Uh, Miami has a freshman quarterback. Now Tyler Van Dyke who threw for 426 yards with a 76% completion rating uh, last week against 17th ranked Pitt and their win um, in Georgia tech. Sometimes it's just simple. Georgia tech has failed to cover the last four games. So I'm going Miami, who is trending upward, and Tech, who can't seem to cover a football game. So I'm going Miami minus 10.5 and and Nebraska plus 14.5. What are you sitting at on the year now? Um, Now I am 11-7-2. 
bad at all. Yep. They're pretty Sitting good. In the, the positive? Yeah. In the account, the good old account there? Yep. Sitting positive, but uh, NFL, it's it's very back and forth. I either go 2-0 and on my picks or I went 2 There's no in-between. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our friends at Manscaped, and then we'll bring it back to talk some NFL bets. Guys, it is football season, baby, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using code SIXTH, that's S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. It's three and out the window with all other trimmers. Now go tame that Wildcat offense. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is the perfect package for your package and a key for a great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 6th. S-I-X-T-H. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. All right, Luke. Yeah, I had a, a pretty strong start to the year, I would say. You know, the account was looking pretty thick, pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last couple of weeks, um, really two weeks ago, lost every bet that I had placed. Um, the account was sitting very, very low. And uh, last week went one and one. So last week I took the Bengals minus 12 at the Jets, which they did not cover. Uh, but I took Tennessee plus three uh, at the Colts. Luckily, they did cover. Uh, this week, um, just kind of looking at the spreads right now, a few things that popped out to me. Um, so I really like this week um, Atlanta at New Orleans, Atlanta plus seven. Uh, New Orleans last week, Jameis Winston tore his ACL. Taysom Hill right now is questionable with a concussion. So right now the starter would be Trevor Simeon. I don't think Sean Payton um, has made an announcement one way or the other who would start there. Um, but I don't trust Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon. So uh, no Calvin really for the Atlanta Falcons, but it's a division game. Uh, I feel like Kyle Pitts, uh, your guy, and my yeah. fantasy tight end, I feel like he's going to be needed to have a, a big week. Uh, so I like the the Falcons to cover plus seven at New Orleans. Uh, next up, I've got the New England Patriots at Carolina. Uh, right now, the Patriots are favored by uh, three and a half. Um, yeah, I just feel like Bill Belichick is going to put Sam Darnold into all types of mind puzzles and, uh, you know, force him into some turnovers. Uh, I expect, you know, Mac Jones, um, you know, to, you know, continue to play pretty well that he has this year. And yeah, just give me, uh, Bill Belichick over Matt rule and Mac Jones over Sam Darnold, especially Sam Darnold going up against Bill Belichick and, uh, the new England defense. So I'll take, what's the line right now? Right now it's minus three and a half. Okay. That's what I thought. And then last, um, I've got the Rams. So the Rams will be at home to take on the Titans. They're minus uh, seven and a half. No Derrick Henry. It's all going to fall on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill. Los Angeles Rams this week, they acquired Von Miller. So Aaron Donald, Von Miller on that defensive line. Everybody knows the Rams offense has been incredible this year. Cooper Cup's been amazing. Um, yeah, I just think uh, the Derrick Henry uh, loss 
for the Titans is going to be really big. They've got Adrian Peterson, who's like 78 years old at this <laughs> point, uh, you know, in the backfield. And yeah, I like the the Rams big. Even if this was like, you know, eight and a half or nine and a half, I still think I would take it, Luke. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with uh, one that I agree. We have a, an a agreement here. Um, Patriots minus three and a half. Like you said, Belichick's going to put who I mean, because we don't know necessarily unless they've announced it since I put this down, but Darnold had a concussion and an injury last week. Um, so it's either going to be Darnold or PJ Walker. Well, he's been getting benched regardless. So, I mean, even Darnold was, the week, has it's... been limited today. So I think that PJ Walker is a decent quarterback uh, for a backup. But even if it was Darnold, like we said, I don't I don't trust Darnold at all um, at this point. Panthers, you know, had some people fold in the first part of their season, but not anymore. Uh, you lose CMC, wheels come off. Um, I think that the Patriots can cover that minus three and a half. Um, Baltimore minus six against Minnesota is my other uh, play here. Ravens coming off of a bye. They got embarrassed by the Bengals the week before. Cooper Rush and the freaking Cowboys just beat the Vikings most recently. <laughs> um, my next reason is the Vikings suck. Um, and Kirk by Cousins and by they, sucks. I mean Kirk Cousins. Yes. So, and that's literally what I you put like in that? my notes. You like you that? Like that? Yeah, Kirk Cousins. You're gonna like this Baltimore. I, I think if if Cooper Rush can get it done, so can Lamar Jackson. So I I think Baltimore minus Fair six. assessment. Baltimore minus six. Uh, I feel pretty good about. Um, so yeah, Baltimore minus six, and then we're kind of in a lock agreement there. Uh, Patriots minus three and a half. I like it, Luke. How are you doing in fantasy, by the way? I'm I'm kind of teetering. I've got a so like C.D. Lamb uh, and Amari Cooper are both dealing with some stuff right now. Well, I've got Saquon out with COVID. Um, yeah, I, Terry McLaurin's on a bye. One of my leagues, ESPN, has me projected 99% chance to make the playoffs. The other league, 84%. I'm 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 really just trying to hold on these uh, last few weeks of uh, the regular season for fantasy football. Yeah, I'm I'm holding on for dear life to be qu- quite frank. Uh, I'm four and four on the year. Aaron Rodgers decided to go and get the vids. Um, can we can we talk about that for a split second? Did what? this man? People are saying he either lied about being vaccinated. He implied mm-hmm. that he was. He said he was <laughs> immunized. And yeah. that he wasn't going to, you know, criticize other yeah, guys on the, the flu. team who weren't vaccinated. Some people are like, man, did this man have like a fake vaccination card or like what is happening? He he stands to be in some Aaron, serious trouble. Aaron Rodgers is is a, a, a questionable human being, I think, and some That's of his fact. his uh, you know things that we've heard about him. So this doesn't at all shock me um, that he would lie or allude to, you know. Something I it does not none of this surprises me, but as my starting fantasy quarterback, it does hurt. Um, luckily, I have Joe Burrow, um, sitting on my bench that I started last week over Aaron Rodgers, which I did not regret. Um, after Aaron Rodgers put up like 14 points, Burrow put up like 20 or something like that. So, Burrow for me this week, uh, obviously, Aaron Jones is my RB1 here. Jamison Crowder playing right now. I didn't want to play him, but I had to because Sterling Shepard decided to be made of glass again. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Terry McLaurin's on a bye. I'm, I'm getting hit by the, the bye week this week, Jonathan. Hawkinson's out for a bye. McLaurin's out. Alex Collins. It's uh, This may not be a fun week for me. I think I might drop to four and five, so. And look at the um, the Colts right now smoking the Jets. They're up twenty-one to seven. Um, 
Jonathan in the Taylor second scoring quarter, or what? Jonathan Taylor, 18 points for me right now in fantasy. So we got a touchdown then? Pretty right now. Uh, let's look at the stat line so far. He is sitting at yeah, one rushing. Yeah, 74 yards, one touchdown, uh, one reception, uh, 28 receiving yards. So doing pretty well. Well, um, Mike White also right now quarterback for the Jets as uh, Zach Wilson's out. Uh, out throwing Carson Wentz 95 yards to 91. So there's that. They each have a touchdown. Well, I mean, 21 to 7. You know, you, you Jonathan don't have to Taylor, throw the ball all that much. Jonathan Taylor is also just the man. So there's that. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, he was. He had me nervous the first couple of weeks. He was my first round pick. So yeah, um, yeah, he's uh, he's living up to the hype. Really, really appreciate that out of Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Really would really be nice to to pull down a. Uh, Fantasy uh, League Super Bowl. Four last four years, I've been in five. I've won one, and then I lost four in a row. So, pain. Never a good time. Yeah, for sure. But Luke, I think that's gonna do it for this week. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, folks. Well, we'll keep an eye on the Warriors in this basketball situation, and um, God bless the people in Phoenix. They're uh, dealing with a lot of crap right now. So. Anyways, folks, uh, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to Shoot the Shot, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.